Hey, this is Ryan from I Am Geek. And before we get to the episode today, I just wanted you guys to know that there were some technical difficulties. We did have a power outage and some internet issues, but this is a fun episode with Logan Seculo, and it's going to be fun. Trust me, you want to stay tuned, even though there were some little difficulties there. Stay tuned. It's going to be fun. And without further ado, here is the next episode of I Am Geek. Hello and welcome to I Am Geek, and this is episode 62. We're back at it again. Katrin is here. Hey, Katrin. hey <laughs> It's late. He's falling asleep. My brother, Chris, is not here this <laughs> week. He gets sick, but we have a very, very special guest on. You may know him from um, such podcasts as WDW Today, BLT Lunch Break, and one of my favorite podcasts out there, Scare Zone, um, which is all about Halloween Horror Me Nights. Too. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorites. But it is Logan Secular. <laughs> Hello, Logan. Hey, so you're just like, who? My brother's sick. Who's awake? Yeah. <laughs> and you saw that I was online. You're like, okay, I'll, I'll hit up Logan. Uh, no, I'm happy to be here. Happy to talk to you guys. Uh, I, I love the show. And this is just be fun, man. Whatever you guys want to talk about. And I'm glad that you're a listener. And yeah, I'm pumped to be here. Yeah. Yeah, don't get me started. I could probably talk about HHN for like two hours. So, so can I, man. That's why it's, <sighs> it's, uh, it, that's why I do a show about it. Yeah. Uh, but it's also <laughs> why, uh, like, of all the podcasts I do, I come back to that one a lot because it's the most fun to do. Um, it, it never has had an advertiser. It's never, uh, like, monetized itself or done anything like that, really, other than we have a Patreon. Uh, and that's only in the, re- like, last month. Yeah. Um, it's just fun to do. And when I can schedule time for it, I love talking about it. Yeah, maybe we'll get to that. Um, maybe right. we'll talk a little bit about HHM we'll coming up. Um, but not only do you do podcasts, but you're a director, producer, writer. You do it all. Jack of all trades. Yes. Wow. Uh, you're rec- uh, Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. Yes, I was just agreeing with you. Yes, uh, I do it all. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. But some go of your, ahead. Tell yes. me about my credits. Some of your recent works are uh, Welcome Home, Dick Van Dyke, which I got to, to watch, and it was great. Yeah. Loved it. Thank you. Um, hopefully, it'll be coming out yeah, soon, um, hopefully. It's a documentary short film we did, about a half-hour special with Dick Van Dyke on his homecoming. Uh, they did two years ago now this weekend, which is crazy, uh, to Danville, Illinois. We got to spend a couple days with him and uh, kind of walk him through his old hometown, and it was a really amazing experience, but there's a lot of music and things in it that we've had to get cleared and that's just delayed the project, uh, again and again. And every time I think we've resolved it, you know, Warner brothers will be like, you know, we want another $5,000. I'm like, eh, that's not, <laughs> no, uh, that's not how it works. So, uh, mainly the project, that project is one of my favorites we've done. It was an amazing experience to work with Dick. Um, but he, uh, but sort of this other show that I'm here to talk about a little bit, uh, took precedence over it, and now we get to return back to that world and try to get it out. Hopefully, yeah. by the time Mary Poppins Returns comes out uh, at Christmas, but hopefully, it's out way before that. Yeah. But maybe the marketing person to me is like, "That'd be a good time." It would be a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you also did a story of uh, basically the story of Walt Disney, as dreamers do, which starred one of my um, favorite YouTube guys, Owen Rogers. Yeah. Um, good storyteller. One of the best storytellers on on YouTube. Yeah, he's he's a he's a creative guy. That was a fun. Yeah. Um, semi-narrative story we told uh it's available on amazon prime if you got it or you can rent it or buy it still we shot it in 2014 i think that's right yeah 13 i don't know somewhere around there about five <laughs> years ago yeah. uh four years or four and a half years ago and uh it's probably one of uh it's not necessarily my best reviewed project but it's probably my most uh, successful project when it comes to uh, how many people have seen it and um it was pretty cool. It was one of those times as a filmmaker to be able to like walk into Walmart and be like, Hey, I'm, I directed that. That's cool. <laughs> uh, when, when, you know, people buy DVDs, uh, yeah. that was, that was a cool experience and it was translated into German. And I think the German version may be better. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, it's a, um, it was cool, but every, you know, every bit has been a learning experience and, uh, I somewhat operated in that wheelhouse. I feel like for a while and I still do from, from time to time. It's sort of this classic, storytelling mode yeah yeah that's funny we talked last week we talked to a guy from uh industrial light and magic and uh, he was saying it's funny to walk in walmart and be like 
oh look there's my life on that shelf it's just yeah. like all these movies that's that's been my life for the past like <laughs> 10 or 20 years or whatever and you want people to like say stuff like I remember buying it and I wanted them to be like, what's this? And I'd be like, I'm the director, but I never do it. I just, I just grew up with a Walmart employee who just is they, like the first time we went in, they like had this little tab out for as dreamers do, but there were no DVDs. I'm like, it's not a sellout. Like what happened? It's just like they hadn't stocked it. I'm like, but it's there. You're killing my moment, man. Uh, but it was cool. It was a cool uh, thing to be able to yeah. to do that. I don't think it's an experience I'll have again. Just due to physical media going away, which I'm not opposed to. I think that's that's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. Um, but uh, distribution like that's changed. So I'm glad I got in in the moment I did to have that experience. But you're, I mean, you're here to promote something that's near to my heart, yeah. near to your heart, and and used to Kate. You don't watch so much anymore, but not so much in anymore. college. You were. Well, growing up, growing and, up, and then in college, yeah, we were big into wrestling. Yeah, uh, I think that's for a lot of us. Uh, even I had my fallout for a good, you know, half dozen years or so. Uh, and I grew up loving professional wrestling, and it was always a little bit a part of, of my life. I feel like um, I grew up in the Atlanta area and you know, Georgia Championship Wrestling, and what became uh, the NWA and WCW was not only a part of my life, but was a really part of my family's life. Um, you know, I would hear stories of my grandparents going on dates to pro wrestling. And, <laughs> uh, you know, so it was always kind of there. And then in that sort of period, a lot of us got into it in the late nineties, you know, 97, 96. Um, I fell in love with it. And, uh, again, I grew up in Georgia. So I was a WCW kid oh, yeah. and watched every week religiously, uh, until it ended. And then tried to keep myself going with WWE at the time and fell out. Uh, mainly because like a little heartbroken when it, we all ended because it was a huge part of my life. I had a pro wrestling themed bar mitzvah. Like I was all in, <laughs> uh, like for and wrestling. And then, um, you know, multiple years later, my wife actually for our like first or second anniversary got me tickets to WrestleMania, knowing I was a fan of wrestling as a kid. And it would, I'd go like if it came to town. Like if Raw or SmackDown, like we'd go and it'd be fun. And we knew about half the wrestlers because a lot of the same guys were, especially in 2009, you know, it was still a lot of the holdovers. So you'd have, uh, you know, half the show was people who you grew up with watching, then half the show was new guys. Uh, and then around 2009, 2010, I started kind of getting back into it. And in that period of time was also when I started um, creating a lot more uh, visual media, started doing movies and, and TV shows. And uh, if a wrestling little like indie needed help, I would occasionally pop down with a camera and and, and uh, have fun shooting it. But I didn't uh, expect to get really deeply involved in uh, the wrestling business. I actually somewhat was hesitant uh, because I loved it so much. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that when you love something so much and then you start doing it as a job, uh, you quickly cannot love it that much. It becomes a... Uh, wrestling was very much comfort food for me at the time. I feel like it would be what I'd watch when I was stressed out or what I'd watch when I needed to escape or relax. Uh, and then uh, I had a son who who I showed wrestling way too young, <laughs> and he fell in love with it. He he you know eats, breathes, and sleeps professional wrestling now at five years old, almost six. <laughs> and um, so much. I mean, he's still, he's convinced he will be a pro wrestler and I believe him right now. Cause I mean, this is all he talks about, all he does. And <laughs> I would not be surprised if they show this clip, you know, 20 years from now when he's, you know, in the WWE, but, uh, I was just a huge fan and to see him kind of fall in love with it really was like a, a, a dad son bonding thing. Yeah. And, uh, one month, um, we went to WrestleMania, uh, last year in, in WrestleMania 33 uh, in Orlando. And uh, he got to meet some of his favorite wrestlers, and we had a great time. And then uh, I saw, I went to see, um, I went to NXT that night, which I'm a big NXT fan. Uh, if you don't know what that is, a developmental pro program for the WWE, but it's some of the best wrestling you'll see. Yeah. And a bunch of my friends were like, "No, we're all going to Ring of Honor." Ring of Honor. I, I, I hadn't really been, my eyes hadn't been opened that much to the independent world. It was just starting to happen, and. All of a sudden, they send me a match the next week, and it's the Young Bucks versus the Hardys. Obviously, the Hardys I grew up with, and I'm watching this match, and it's like you know, my eyes were opened to this different world of wrestling that uh, I think if you're an adult fan, it's really different. Mm 
-hmm. and it's a different that we grew up with completely. It doesn't even feel like it's in the same universe, but it's so good and it's so impressive. And as much as I still do love the WWE and I think uh, they put out the best visual product of, of maybe any, any live sports, if you want to say, um, but I got my sort of eyes open to this indie world and fell in love with it. And between April and, and really April and June, July had started to develop uh, what is now uh, a new project, which is, uh, yeah, it's out now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's named? So that's why it's I named? love wrestling. Uh, it's called Dojo Pro, which is fun to say and fun. It rolls off your tongue. And yeah. uh, <laughs> that's, you know, part of, part of me liked it because it was we're, we're showing uh, really mostly brand new young talent or a talent that if you're a WWE fan, maybe you haven't seen these guys yet. Some of these guys have been established for 10 10 years, but they're not, you know, they're not guys you're seeing on, on TV every week. Uh, so we're showing sort of this, you know, dojo uh, style production. Mm. It, it really mixes a lot of different things and it's available right now on Amazon prime. I'm just going to put that out there right now. So, you know, if you want to go binge it right now, every episode of our first season is available on Amazon prime, but there's a couple of things that I learned as a dad and a professional wrestling fan. And that was that uh, I did not have the time to dedicate that. I felt like I needed to, to follow everything that was happening, even in the WWE, you know, they, they, they have two live shows a week that equal five hours, plus another couple hours. If you do pay-per-views mm-hmm. plus another hour, if you do NXT, so you're talking about seven to 10 hour commitment some weeks. And I just, I just don't have the time. I, I have three small kids and I don't. So I wanted to create a show that you could watch with your family that exposed brand new talent, but also you could sit and either binge it in a night, which you could, you could watch our whole series in a night if you wanted to, or you could watch it on your lunch break or watch it at school or whatever on your phone in 20 to 30 minute increments. Uh, so each episode is 20 to 30 minutes to 12 episode style. And it's, it's introduced in a way that is a very easy to understand story. There's one story that threads the entire series, uh, for the beginning to the end. It is one thread of, um, the easiest way to explain it is if you're a video game fan, which I know a lot of you guys are, uh, if you grew up playing street fighter or mortal Kombat or any of these kind of, uh, combat sports or combat sport games, uh, it's very much or fighting style games. It's like that come to life. Uh, oh. It's you know it starts with twelve ranked wrestlers uh, straight from one to twelve, or the last two are competing for that twelfth spot, and the winner of that match wins what we call and it mixes some martial arts elements to the dojo pro white belt, and they're working their way up to number one, and whoever wins the number one match gets the dojo pro black belt. Now between that, there's twelve matches, and each time someone wins or loses, the belt changes hands, and that person proceeds up the ladder from one to 12. So it's presented a a little bit more sports-like, but it's also presented in a um, style that when you see the visual of it, you'll kind of get that there's influences from video games, there's influences from anime, and then there is really a showcase on this amazing talent. Uh, And then if they win the number one and they become the Dojo Pro Black Belt, uh, they proceed on even after that to Ring of Honor uh, with a television title shot. So not only do they go... And they don't necessarily go and get like a contract or something like that. Or, you know, it's not reality showy. I feel like in that they go on and they get a title shot. Uh, mm-hmm. So they'll get the Ring of Honor television title shot. And uh, and we'll be shooting that soon uh, when that when our winner, which I will spoil it, goes on and, uh, <laughs> and faces their TV champion. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's the concept of the show. If you're a little confused, just go put on the first episode in the first two minutes. I guarantee you will uh, you'll figure this out and get it, and we'll introduce you to everybody that's involved. If you're an independent wrestling fan, there's guys like Joey Janela, Shane Strickland, uh, Jeff Cobb, who was an Olympian, uh, a lot of great names in independent professional wrestling. Ricky Starks, Aaron Solo, and also uh, there's a legend spot, which is okay for me to reel that, which is a uh, it's really a veteran spot, is what we say uh, in the rankings. That's number six. It's almost a roadblock for the for the wrestler that makes it there. And uh, we have uh, the cowboy James Storm oh, cool. who, who uh, uh, competes in that match. Uh, again, it's just a really fun show to watch. Mm. It shows some really cool independent talent that uh, in a different way, like uh, Joey, national wrestler, but a lot of the content isn't the most friendly for you to watch with your, your kids or to watch, you know, at work. It's very pretty bloody and it's pretty, uh, you know, a lot of death matches there, a lot of rig stunts. He's an amazing talent. Uh, but we've created a show that is uh, you know, safe to watch with your kids. 
for the most part, I mean, it's still two grown men beating each other up, but, uh, <laughs> in their underwear, yeah, in their underwear, <laughs> sweaty. Uh, so, I mean, maybe not like a two year old, but, you know, uh, it's a, uh, it's a really fun experience. I, I hope it's something people watch with their kids. Cause I made it to watch it with my son and I hope people watch it with him. I did watch it like on a giant 200 inch screen. And I was like, oh, this is pretty violent. Like these guys are, are knocking the crap out of each other. But I think that, um, when you actually shrink it down and watch it on your phone, watch it on your computer, watch it on TV, uh, yeah. it comes off pretty good. And we really, you know, being a production guy, uh, directing and producing films and TV for years, uh, for the last 15 years, uh, I focused on that too. I think that's something that's lacking in independent wrestling is a pretty high in production quality. And I wanted to make sure that you're never going to beat the WWE at that. They're, they're unbelievable. And they're a billion dollar company, but could you come up with a new way of telling it? I didn't want to present the same story and be WWE light and be like one of the other thousand wrestling promotions that runs a show. That's just like the WWE, just on this low budget scale or lower budget scale. So we came up with a new concept for a show, a new way to present professional wrestling, uh, with real stakes, and high production quality. Though we're not in an arena, we're in a sound stage, uh, we're you know, the 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 dojo, if you will, that we've built. Uh, it's still uh, it's still really clean to watch and and visually uh, stimulating. So mm-hmm. yeah, so that's my uh, my non elevator pitch because that was like five <laughs> minutes. But it's uh, I'm really excited for people to see it. You know, I've been working on it for for over a year now, and uh, you know, this is the time when actually people get to to see what a year of work uh, looks like. And I, I hope we get to do it again. I like it. It sounds cool. Yeah, it sounds um, really cool. So when they go to our, to, to ring of honor, do they get to bring their black belt with them? They so, do. You, so basically you'll get to promote it on there too. We do. We, yeah. Uh, good. Yeah. So part of the deal, uh, and, and, and I have to say ring of honor has been awesome. Uh, I think there'll be some misconceptions because I mean, there's ring of honor logos on, on the, show like big ring of honor oh, logos okay. and that they are not uh they're involved in instances of obviously we are in partnership with them but they are not uh like controlling of this show at all they've they gave us pretty much full creative freedom to create the show we wanted to make and what they gave us in return with this title shot uh was more than we asked for you know we, we didn't expect that at all in our first meeting with them uh you know, you could have seen me, you know, and, and my producer, uh, Dylan walking out, which is like the biggest, like, I can't believe this. <laughs> um, and I, I'm just so excited to work with them. They've been, they've been great in letting us put on the show we've wanted to make. And also, um, and also, uh, you know, been great mentors, if you will, when we needed it. So if we needed to bounce an idea off or anything, you, I can always, uh, you know, text or call guys from there so they'll go on to do the ring of honor uh, tv title shot um i'll say it right now at an undisclosed time but uh <laughs> look at the next couple months uh it'll it'll probably be on tv in the fall and uh yeah cool well i'm looking forward to it because that's one of my big things that um about wrestling that i love is storytelling if there's a good story then it catches me it's my male soap opera i guess but um no yeah. no that's that's a big, huge part of it. I didn't yeah. want to forget that when we were making this show. Uh, I wanted people to look at it from a story and from the, the sports athleticism. Yeah. We pitched a little bit more sports-like, but um, every show opens with – or pretty much opens as a host and then it goes into like a video package that explains who these wrestlers are. It almost has a uh, – that's where it does have a little bit of the reality show vibe because – uh, the lines are blurred, and we'll tell these stories of who these guys really are. You know, we have wrestlers that are coming back after eight years, but were incredible talent. But had their kids and families, and now it's time for them to come back and, you know, steal the show. And that's cool. Real stories, uh, in some that are part of the story, but there is this sort of blurred lines that happen that I'm very proud of within our show, where there's not really a separation between the. It's never extreme fantasy. Uh, as much as it's visually crazy, it's not uh, too far fetched. You know, there are characters. The first episode, I think we can spoil that one because it doesn't matter. I mean, we're not going to spoil who wins or loses, but we can say who's in the first match. To be the first white belt is a, a guy named Carrie Awful, which is the dog face gremlin of, uh, you know, he is as he's kind of a mankind style outlandish carny character. And we talk about love of like horror nights. Like he has that style yeah. in him. Mm. And the, um, you know, our, our love of Disney as well. And the first guy who he wrestles is Kevin Koo, 
who is a guy from Birmingham, who's a, uh, Alabama, who's a great wrestler. His finisher is Splash Mountain. And <laughs> there's little moments for me that are in this. And I didn't come up with that. I was, and I was like, oh, good. This will hopefully give a wink and a nod to, to those who have followed me in my other adventures. And uh, he's a uh, – but so so there are these cartoonish characters occasionally, but it is kind of based in this more uh, yeah. more real world, mm-hmm. I'd say. That's cool. And I love that it's going to be on Amazon Prime. That's one of the things with the uh... – the, yeah, the, the WWE app that's gotten me into trouble is uh, going on there and being able to watch all the old WCW oh, stuff. Yeah. Like, especially with a, I have a ten month old that doesn't like to sleep at night, so I'll just sit there with my iPad watching. I'm watching. I'm in, there. I think I'm in '97 right now. Oh, <laughs> going through the nitros. Good. This is a good time. This is a yeah. good time to be be a WCW fan if it's 1997. Yeah. But yeah, man, that's. Uh, and, and, you know, maybe you know, I love the WWE Network and what they've done with that. But I do think being available on Amazon Prime, yeah. on Prime Video, it's called now. I always have to correct myself. It was right. Amazon Prime. Now yeah. it's Prime Video. Uh, but it's available for free for those that are Prime members already. And if you're not, it's a, like a low cost, like a, a two bucks an episode or something like that. So you can go and rent or purchase it uh, as well. But if you're a Prime member, which most of us are, I wanted to create a way to – Give the non-wrestling fan, or not even the non-wrestling fan, but the maybe the people that aren't as hardcore that aren't signed up for the network, or aren't signed up for High Spots or Powerbomb TV, or any of these ones that have come up, uh, which are awesome, and I'm a member of almost all of them. Uh, and don't don't have to put another ten dollars in. You know, they already have already paid the money to see it. Here's a you you don't have to worry about it. And you know, our deal with Amazon, that's how that works that way. So we can offer it to for free uh, to everyone uh, who has Amazon Prime already. And that's the majority of people. So it's a pretty cool uh, in the States. It's available in the, in the United States and the UK uh, right now exclusively. Um, and we're actually working for you in 1997 in WCW. Uh, Sonny Ono <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, from there. He is our international uh, consultant working on distribution for us internationally. So Cool. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. Um, he came from, from our friend Eric Bischoff. If you're uh, watching that, it's definitely uh, involved. Eric is not officially involved with our show, but he's a um, – He's been kind of a mentor to me the last few years, which has been insane. The, the cool. 13 year old boy in me, it's like losing his mind. Whenever he <laughs> so, yeah, it's, yeah, it's been funny to listen to his podcast 83 weeks and then going back and watching uh-huh. the NWO build. And it's just, it's some of it's pretty hilarious to watch. Now. Yeah. I have to stop myself from texting him while I'm like listening to 83 weeks. Cause I'll just be like wanting to like fill in a gap or say something <laughs> like stop yourself. You are his like professional friend who he like at least you think somewhat respects what you say. Do not, do not give your like, I, like this week on eighty three weeks, which is his podcast. They were talking about how like the NWO Wolfpack was like a bad idea and all that. I was like, no, like I love that so much. And I just want to be like justice for the Wolfpack here. Uh, you know that was a great time. Like yeah. I don't know what what people say. I loved that time in wrestling. That's what got me hooked. So. Um, I, I, I like want to defend him, uh, you know, and and I I I don't know Conrad that well, but we've we've talked a few times, and I, I randomly met him at the national championship game uh, this past year, but he uh, but I want to you know I always kind of want to get in there and start correcting people, so I have to stop myself, and that's part of the problem with working in wrestling and being, and I will say this, and now look, once the show comes out, it could be so poorly reviewed, and I get so slammed, <laughs> like I do lose my love for it, but as of right now. Um, I've worked a full year in this, and I still just love it. I will talk wrestling all day long, and uh, that's the first time in a project that I felt that way, where I've gotten to that one-year mark of working on something, and I'm not like huh. – like even the podcast, like WDW Today, I love doing. But there's a point where you're like, what else can I say? Yeah. Like I've said <laughs> – I've talked for three years now, and the show's been on for like 13, but I'm going to – you know, about Walt Disney World, it's like eventually I start being like, we got to come up with new stuff because I feel like I'm repeating myself. Um, Scare Zone, I kind of felt that way too. I feel like we're in like kind of a new season, but before then, it was like I felt like I had kind of, I gotten it all out. Yeah. Uh, uh, the As Dreamers Do movie, uh, it burnt some people out, and uh, you know, Dick Van Dyke was like a 25 minute short. Like I still love Dick Van Dyke, uh, but you know, this was the first problem. At the end of the day, you know, I'll get done with this, and before I go to bed, I'll go kick on, you know, SmackDown Raw that's all, that just ended, and uh, you know, follow up what happened. You yeah. know, I'll do it. 
and I'll fast forward a lot because I'm tired. But other than that, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, with this new uh, wrestling project coming out, I was going to ask you um, because uh, the way the world is going now with wrestling, yeah. you know, where do you think it's going? Because we have, uh, you know, we have the elite, the young bucks. They're doing their own YouTube show. We have. Uh, the the New Day and the Elite, you know, battling it out with Street Fighter, which I thought was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, is there going to be some of this uh, working together organizations? I, I hope so. Uh, the Bucks have uh, been awesome to us. I will say there are a couple guys directly that came from from them who are on our show. Uh, I I I genuinely they're. They're my age, but I look up to them so much for the way they, they conduct business and, um, and are just as guys. Like I generally, uh, you know, I know Nick a little bit, but I, I feel like I, I have talked with Matt multiple times and, uh, I, I love them and I love what they've done, uh, with being the elite and what they've done. Uh, even just the way they've treated like my son, who's a gigantic young bucks are his favorite wrestlers, uh, just to see the way they interact with fans, uh, is amazing, and I uh, I hope there is more interplay uh, between. I don't. I'm not privy to any of that, or yeah. am I involved in any of that? Uh, even with my relationship with the Ring of Honor, I I talk to them, you know, when I can about stuff. But you know, I mean, we're doing the TV championship match. I don't even know what the match is going to be. <laughs> uh, you know, like I try to to stay out of some of that kind of stuff. Uh, but I hope so. I think um, the WWE has a cool opportunity, and I think you've seen it with the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and it's what they've done now. I, I hope where the network goes, which uh, you have to give it to Vince McMahon, regardless of. I mean, I, I mean, I love him, and I think he's a, a genius as well. And uh, you look at, you know, 20 years ago when he bought WCW, uh, the fact that he could see the future really, that 20 years from now there'll be an audience that wants to see all this stuff, and technology will get to the point where I will be able to deliver that to people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what you got to think. When he bought essentially a tape library of WCW in 1997 or in 2001, our web videos in 2001 were virtually non-existent. You had your real player, and you know, a couple years later, you had the first iteration of YouTube, which was, if you think about it, it's like you know prehistoric looking now. It's, you know, five minute videos or whatever, and like 360p and look like garbage. Uh, but he was able to see the future that uh, one day you know, he'd be able to get millions of people to pay money again to watch a lot of stuff that they grew up watching. Uh, and I'm one of them. I was a day one subscriber. And trust me, there are many a nitros you can go back. If you're walking through the late 90s, uh, you'll see little 12-year-old Logan, 13-year-old uh, <laughs> Logan in there a lot, <laughs> uh, too much. And then on to the 2000s because I never gave up on him. Uh, I watched every episode of Nitro from you know pretty much the NWO yep, and forward, and uh, I have a lot of screenshots. My favorite one is if uh, when you get to that really weird era towards the end, where it's uh, Eric and Vince Russo are a team, and Goldberg comes back. And it's before Goldberg had his weird heel turn. Uh, he came back to the Phelps Arena, in Atlanta, so it's big homecoming. And I don't care again what people say. It was a sold out, beautiful new arena. Uh, for professional wrestling. So they could say WCW was going down and I know ratings wise <laughs> wasn't, but you can't tell me that this crowd isn't like on fire and it cuts from Goldberg. He's sitting there like he's on the ropes. He just mowed down like 20 security guards. Uh, and then it cuts <laughs> to me in the audience, you know, my arm flap going cause I wasn't any smaller when I was 12 years old. <laughs> uh, maybe like 13, 14, but then, uh, and it's just a big sign that says tonight the slaughter begins. And I just love that, like, that's the sign I brought at 14 years old and you'll see nice. and you can see it and just so like when you get to that one you'll see the cut and it's like for multiple seconds it's me going ah! <laughs> <laughs> the night the slaughter begins which like you couldn't even bring that sign i feel like to an arena now yeah. uh, it was a different time it was sir a different time. it was a different time it, it was it was funny watching like larry zabisco on commentary and oh, they, yeah. they had like uh it was i don't it was like um when Jacqueline debuted or something and and he and he said, That's why the women need to stay in the kitchen. I'm like, there is <laughs> no way you can do that today. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's tons of stuff. And that's on WCW. If you go over to WWF oh, at the yeah. time, whoa. Like, yeah. I don't think I was allowed to watch it because it was intense uh, yeah. what was happening over there. I'm trying to find my tonight the slaughter that begins picture, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where it is. I'd send it to you guys because it's uh it's pretty radical. 
Yeah, I was in one when they came. I think they came to Johnson City. It was for Nitro, and it was right when they started using where the big boys play. So I have a uh-huh. big where the big boys play sign. That's awesome. The second road, you can see me shaking in stuff. But that's hilarious. Uh, good times. Good times. My, oh man, I I loved it. Yeah. Um, our in our town it was a big Smoky Mountain wrestling uh, place, so I would yeah. work. I would work those shows, um, all the time, and it was just fun seeing like the Rock and Roll Express stumbling in, and yeah, they're still out there, man. Yeah, they're still going. They're still going. You know, we've <laughs> talked about doing a tag season, and um, I was like, I want the Rock and Roll yes. Express to be my uh, to be the the legends or whatever that year because I think that'd just be awesome because. I've seen those guys still. They can they can go still, and it's crazy. Like I, mean, I don't do a double drop kick, and I mean it's still <laughs> awesome. Oh my hip! <laughs> yeah, but no, they're both in like awesome shape. And yeah. I was at, uh, at WrestleMania this past year, and uh, Ricky, not Ricky Morton, uh, Robert Gibson had a, like a can of skull, and he tried to throw it in the trash can, and it hit me in the foot. <laughs> And there was a moment of like, do I keep this can of skull? Like, I thought, like, like that would cross my mind. He's like, you mind throwing that away? And first I was like, it's kind of gross. And then part of me was like, should I, can, I, can you sign it? Like, uh, like, here, I'll show it to you. There you go. That slider begins. Oh, <laughs> yes. I'll have to look for it. I look, I look, that guy got a lot of girls. I'll tell you that. That was, uh, my wife, every time she sees that photo, she's like, you were precisely the person I said I would never marry. Uh, and now my wife, uh, you know, he's kind of involved in professional wrestling. So nice. it's family affair. Yeah, she's living out one of my dreams. I've seen the pictures. Uh, yep, yep. So uh, see if you can figure out. I'll, I'll, cause, uh, just you can, you know, if you're watching later on, you can see if uh, you can guess who my wife is when you watch yeah. the show. And uh, and uh, my son is credited as a creative consultant because he certainly is. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, his first, so, his first IMDb credit. We uh we have a picture and of when we went to a wrestling event together in Johnson City and I had long hair down to my shoulders oh. and um and uh, we're all standing there posing and everything but uh, my wife has seen pictures of me with long hair and she said if if I'd known you then <laughs> we wouldn't be together no. <laughs> so I have a I, similar story you know yeah exactly and, and I went through a long haired period as well but it's before I could grow any facial hair so I just looked like I just looked like a woman. Yeah. Like I would be called ma'am everywhere I went <laughs> and I still had not really, I mean, my voice is not the deepest to begin with. So it was, it was an unfortunate era oh. of long haired Logan and there, my hair is beautiful when it's long. It's oh. like long and flowing and glistening and blown out. <laughs> uh, you know, I, it can only like go down to my shoulders. Then it would just go out and out and out. Yeah. Like an, Afro, oh, so. mine was great. I had it shaved underneath. I had that oh, one yeah. time. So yeah. it was, oh, it was terrible. Because oh. my hair is, I've got so much hair. It's yeah. it's actually fine, but it's so much. And uh, yeah, never again, I guess. We but. we sat next to a guy uh, at, at dinner the other night who had like full on like a road warrior hawk. A road warrior <laughs> animal. Whatever. We hawk, I think. Who has the mohawk? Yeah. Hawk. The hawk. Yeah. It's the minimum. Yeah, the, the reverse mohawk. No, did or animal the, have the rope, who had the, the actual hawk mohawk? had the uh, reverse? He mohawk. had the reverse mohawk. He was like the bald. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, the animal the had the mohawk. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I turned to me and I was like, "Can I pull that off?" And she was like, "Yeah, you look good like that." I was like, "Okay, done. <laughs> like, I'm getting <laughs> the animal road warrior haircut next yeah. time." And then she called me. I'm getting my haircut tomorrow morning. She's like. We're doing family photos on Friday, so can you not do that now? <laughs> like, if you do it, it'll grow back fast, fine, but just let's get through the family photos. That's funny. <laughs> so next time you see me, I have the, I'm have full on Road Warrior. You'll know why. Nice. That'd be awesome. You should do it for like HHN. You should do it for October. Okay. I don't know. It's maybe my new wrestling look. You know, I need a, I need a gimmick. Yeah. So there I'll, I'll just embrace the. The animal. So I'd love to for horror nights. I'd it, you know you can't wear a costume, so it'll just be like my version. Yeah, I bet this year. Uh, this is sort of switching subjects. I bet there's going to be so many people dressed as Stranger Things. Um, yeah, Stranger Things characters. are just 80s. You know, being an 80s themed. I think it's going to be a lot of people out. And I'm curious how they'll police that because yeah. that always felt weird. Like the purge. I've always had an issue with like every time they've done that scare zone because I'm like. Half these people just look like people who are here. Like, and then all of a sudden, one pulls a knife on me. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, how about we don't do things that look real? Like, let's, uh. Oh, you broke up there. Sorry. All right. I'm here. I'm here. Uh, 
Yeah, when I worked, I worked at um, Hollis Green for a few years in Tampa, and it was yeah. like they would have costumes sometimes. It would be like, are you a person that works here or a person? And there was many fights that I would have to break up in full costume with drunk people thinking that these characters were actually real people. And, uh, mess. Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm cool with them doing like supernatural things and different things because it's always it's always gets a little too little little too hairy when uh, it's just like playing close people with bats. It's like, yeah, that's just yeah. I'm, I'm always stick with aliens. Like, what's the problem with that? Yeah. yeah. We'll uh, see. This year it'll be crazy. I know. I'm excited. I mean, especially with ten houses. Um, I'm going to be there for two nights, so hopefully I'll be able to cram them all in. We'll see. <laughs> I think so. I'm, I'm, that's usually what I do now. I usually do about two nights. Uh, before I did the podcast, I didn't realize people went more than like a night. Like I would always try to do everything, and I usually failed. And I was like, okay, well, that was fun. I'll go back another <laughs> year. And I went back for like 18 years, I feel like, before I realized, oh, yeah, some of these people go every night. And I uh, really kind of found that community and um, – I still, though, with my travel, I only can usually go. I try to go opening weekend, and then I'll try to hit sometime a little bit closer to Halloween. So that's my plan again this year is hopefully to go opening night or opening weekend and then um, sometime mid to late October. Yeah. I got a lot in October. I got all oh, got kids' birthdays and Halloween. I would go on that wrestling cruise, except for it's like at the worst time. I would love to go on Chris Jericho's yeah. rock and wrestling cruise. <laughs> and um, – I thought my son was like, I want it because he's plays an ad break every time for Ring of Honor. He's like, I want to go on this. I was like, buddy, it's over your birthday. Do you want to miss your birthday and Halloween? And he's just like, uh, <laughs> I'll see them when they come to town. You know, yeah. it's uh, yeah, yeah. Catron and our families are going on vacation in October to Disney World, so I'm taking Catron for his first time to Halloween Horror Nights. How so. old? No, no, no. Just me. Chris. Oh, just Katrin. Oh, I thought I heard yeah. it broke up there. Oh, no. I thought you said your kid. No, I like, no, no. I don't no. think your kids are old enough, man. I'm just no. not going <laughs> to no. I'm not gonna ruin that for you. For well, you. Uh, I'm taking Chris Katrin, for you're the gonna, first time. You're going to enjoy yeah. it. Um, I think so, at least. Most people I know who've gone <laughs> now, like, manage your expectations of wild, but it's going to be fun. You're going to have a yeah. good time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And uh, I took people last year that got scared out of their minds, and I took some people who don't get scared at all. So it just depends on your... Uh, you're you're a grown man. You'll be fine. I'll be all right. <laughs> He's yeah. only scared I, of roller coasters. So. Roller, <laughs> hey, roller coasters. I get that. I get that. Uh, but I, I have gotten select few that I love, and then there's some yeah. that I will like. Universal, they got that rip, no rip riding rocket. Not interested. Uh, I've done it multiple times. That thing messes my head up so bad. Not that I'm scared of it. It just like makes me sick. Yeah. Uh, but uh, not a fan. I really, I've done those Universal roller coasters a bunch, but I'm not. I was never a big coaster guy until I was like a teenager. I was scared of them. And I wasn't even scared of, like, I'm going to die. It was more like, I don't think I'm going to like this. Uh, it's sort <laughs> of how I feel life. now about, like, the Tower of Terror. I'm like, yeah, I still <laughs> am not really a fan. Like, I love the ride part, but I don't like falling. I just realized <laughs> yeah. that's not a thing I enjoy. You're right. Uh, yeah. I'll do it, and I'm not going to, like, be upset. But I will uh, – every time I do it, I'm like, yeah, I'm good for a couple years. I'm fine. <laughs> well, I tricked, I tricked Katrin on getting on uh, Big Thunder Mountain. And years ago, this was long time. Yeah, like yeah. 2002. You know, I think you can handle that one. Uh, I told him it was a nice train I mean, ride through the adult, wilderness. But, yeah, yeah. It's chill, nice man. There's like no hills. I think you're okay. Yeah. So you're. This is a real deal. Coaster problems. All right, I get yeah, it. It is, but I, it is actually one of my favorite rides now. Um, and it took my son going with me on it that to uh, to make it my favorite because uh, it's his favorite. And yeah. I said. You know, I'm just gonna have fun. Threw my arms up and said, "Whoa!" You know, <laughs> and uh, and uh, we we ride it as much as we can and uh, ride it at night. That's the best. And I wish my uh, son loved roller coasters, but I feel like I'm getting a payback, like for my parents being having to deal with me not doing them. Yeah. Like, Guess what? Your kid's not gonna be able to do it either. He's not gonna want to do them. So now you're gonna have to miss it. I feel like right. this is my this is karma catching up with me oh, for being yeah, scared of him. He's we, not. He's not love them, but he. I mean, he's also like five years old. Um. Yes, yeah, son's seven, and we will watch him on on YouTube, and uh-huh. we'll, he'll sit in my lap when he was younger. We'd he'd sit in my lap, and we'd, you know, go side to side and do all this, and yeah. and we'd see some. We're like, and uh, I'd be like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> he started saying it now. Like we saw, we were watching a a video, and it was uh, SeaWorld, and you know, some of those are pretty crazy. Yeah, they are like, pretty intense. Nope, and uh, he, so he's. <laughs> Now he'll do it. He's nope. <laughs> like, oh, you might like it. Come on. Yeah, I love that. But I'm like, not right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> my, uh, it's anything of my kids. I have to, uh, or not have to, when I like, 
rock them to sleep. My still my, my little girls were too. Uh, they because of YouTube, it's like added the the VR 360 element. It's yeah. pretty cool because we'll like get their like uh, rocker that goes like side to side. You can kind of go up and move it back and. For clients, so we'll like put on like even like it's a small world, but we'll do like a full like 360 <laughs> VR experience, and they love it. And it's like, oh, what's over here? What's over here? And it's a great time. Um, but they got mad uh, the other night because they watched it's a small world. Small world's their favorite ride, but they watched it's a small world Christmas at Disneyland, uh-huh. and uh, they loved that. So they were kept <laughs> talking about it. And then like one night, one day they're like, we go take a nap. I was like, yeah, go take a nap. They go, and then we wake up and we go to Disney at Christmas time. <laughs> like, that's not a, okay. This is going to be hard to deal with the next six months as I'd open myself up to that. Yeah. Have they seen Tokyo uh, Disneyland yet? Small uh, I don't think, I don't think they have. No. Is it cool? I don't think. Oh it's yeah. Cool. It's got characters in it, it that, oh. are, that look like the. Small world dolls. I got it's a problem enough to get them to California. If I have to be like, all right, we're going, going to Tokyo. World. We're going to Tokyo. The flight's eighteen hours. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I really want to go to Tokyo. It's like yeah. on my list in the next couple of years of of a place I'd really would love to travel. And now with our our work in wrestling and and some of the international things we've come up with, or you know worked with, uh, some of those opportunities have come up the last year. So I'm hoping to. Uh, I'm not the greatest of flyers. I'm not really that concerned about the flight. I'm more just uh, concerned about like going that far away from home. Yeah, freaks me out a little bit. But I uh, I look forward to hopefully going um, sometime in the next you know year or two if we hopefully got a big hit. What's one of the cool things working with Sunny in this is we've had a lot of great conversations with uh, different promotions. Um, whether they've developed anything or not, we've talked with all levels of promotions from overseas. And there's Japanese elements to our show, and there's a Japanese style of wrestling that's definitely presented a little bit in our show. Uh, the belts are in Japanese, uh, somewhat because it's a martial arts style thing. There's a white belt and a black belt they're working towards it, so it has a martial arts element. But also because we're going to take this show to Japan, whether that's through Amazon or through another outlet, we're still working on that, uh, to showcase some American wrestlers they have not seen yet in Japan. So we wanted to make sure that it was friendly enough to be like, all right, we are usually, you know, we're used. To the world where uh, the guys from New Japan are are showing up on Ring of Honor, and the Ring of Honor guys will go over there. But what we want to do is also be able to present these guys who are not signed yet with an opportunity to go to uh, you know another country and wrestle potentially. Mm-hmm. And we've already seen some success in some of that with just some of the guys that worked. The show wasn't even out yet, but where they've worked and met people and been able to to show that. So um, then I'll go to Disneyland and Tokyo. And- yeah. <laughs> Try to figure out how to get there, which could be interesting. I think but. my biggest thing is uh, knowing somebody that's can go with me and yeah. know what yeah, to, to go with do, go where to I go. Would, it would be a mess. That, yeah, that, I that would, would be, be lost. Tough. I'd lose my phone in a day, and it would just be. I'd be. I'd live there. <laughs> yeah. I would just. I would become a citizen. It's just you seem taken, right? I mean, that's the, <laughs> you think about stuff like that. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> no, you I would still hang know. out at wrestling school to be like, when do when do the Bucks get here? Do they have a phone? <laughs> yeah, give me a call. Can they can they call my wife for me? Because uh, I'll be just DMing people trying to figure out how to get home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just need an airport that flies directly into all these uh, Disney uh, parks that are around the world. That way, you can yeah. just get right off the airplane and be right there. I've done yeah. Paris, but it's been like maybe ten years, probably more than that. Uh, my wife and I went. I think we—I don't know if we were married at the time. I think we were. Yeah, we may have just had gotten married, um, and we went. It's cool. It's—it's mm. it's nothing like what I've seen from Tokyo. Yeah. yeah, it's more just like going to Disneyland with you know some fun stuff here and there. Their Space Mountain is incredible, but other than that, like it's just kind of—it was fine. It was fun. We had a good time, but it's nothing like what looks to be Tokyo, which looks just absurd. Yeah. yeah, everything's better there. It's like the rides are better, the 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 merchandise is better. It's merchandise. Why can't we have the, you have the yeah crazy pirates, pirates yeah that thing with the with the monitor with the screens it looks yeah. insane. So you probably heard this, but we we heard it I think yesterday. Did I talk about it that for the Mickey's not so scary that they're going to have live actors in the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Uh, we actually talked about that on this week's um, oh, WWJ. We recorded nice. today, so don't worry. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I think that's good. Anything to make that event more special, I, I would like, because I uh, have been pretty adamantly against that event on the podcast. I had a pretty bad experience. Mm. So uh, anything to make that more special, I, I like. Yeah. yeah. I come from a world of Halloween Horror Nights where everything is like <laughs> overdone. It's not even just scary, just yeah. like it's insane. Oh, yeah. yeah. Changes. Sure. It's a completely different park where you go to the Magic Kingdom and Mickey's not so scary. It's like, we got Thriller playing in some orange lines. <laughs> and you can trick or treat. <laughs> you can trick or treat giant lines with adults. Then over here, yeah. they got Jack Skellington. How long is it to meet Jack Skellington? It's a 200 minute wait. <laughs> what? All right. Yeah. I guess I'll go do Splash Mountain, which I could do any other day. And oh, there's a parade. Guess what? It's all at eye level and there's 20 people in front of you. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. Uh, so the fact that they've gone in and added these new things to, to not yeah. so scary and they're doing a Disney junior thing, which is cool. Cause I didn't feel like there was enough for little kids. Um, oh, cool. that was my son. Just, I, I think I took him a little too early to it. It's too late and too hot. Also so hot, so hot when you have to wear costumes. And my son was like yeah. a rock here outfit with like leather and like, it was oh, bad. Wow. Uh, he looked incredible, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was sweating 10 minutes in. I'm glad we got a couple good photos cause it was bad. Um, but, it, but, uh, I'm glad they are adding those things cause yeah. Uh, that makes me at least intrigued to try it again yeah. at some point. A couple years. Yeah, we'll be down there. So uh, I know Catrin's going. I think yeah, we're, we're going. Go because I want to see the new Space Mountain. I want to see what they do with that and what they do with uh, Pirates. Yeah, I'd so. like to see it. I'm not against it. Yeah. And honestly, I've told people, like, I would go if my kids were older or if by myself even. Um, but it just didn't work for our family. It was yeah. like one of those things where the back experience was so bad that it's like, <laughs> yeah, we're not going to do that again ever. Uh <laughs> We'll stick to we, you know. We time. went um, in late October. The time we went, it was when my son was three, and he was in a stroller, and it was easy. Um, but he, it, we had fun, um, and it wasn't terribly hot. I was dressed up as a skeleton yeah. in a bodysuit, right? And uh, <laughs> I was fine, you know. And, um, but I, the the what's the lady that sits out at the um, the haunted oh, mansion? mansion? Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's like, get this guy a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I like that stuff for sure. Yeah, and I think cool. a lot of it was just, I think we went too early in the year and it was just, yeah, it was wicked hot. It was just, yeah. it was brutal. And my son was, he was probably three also at the time, maybe four. I just, uh, but he was maybe a, a little too, almost a little too old to not have a very strong opinion on sure. uh, his, yeah. his, his time there. I can't imagine going in August because it starts in August now, right? It starts so, like August like twelfth or something it's crazy. It's early it's August. So hot. So, oh <laughs> yeah, and it's, it doesn't get dark until later. No. So. Yeah. Yeah. What I are mean, you gonna do? My problem for half a horror night. Just like, <sighs> a couple hours, it's still bright outside. Oh yeah, yeah like one time, um, it was when they. Uh, oh, what was the house? It was basically you were going into a closet, and there was another dimension, and it was a three D house with the demons. Oh the, yeah. Yeah, I remember what you're talking about. But I yeah, don't so I was like one of the first people in the park and went. That was the first one I came to. It was still bright outside. I walked yeah. in, couldn't see anything, and smack into the wall and then ended up backstage. And there was somebody <laughs> standing back there and they're like, I'm like, where am I supposed to go? And they're like, oh, we're sorry. And they like guided me through the house. <laughs> yeah. It was so bright, I couldn't see anything. That happens all the time in those, those early, you know, I tried to go, but now with there being 10 houses, it'd be really difficult. I try to go uh, once it gets at least a little dark, especially for people that are first timers. Like for you, like I know you're going to want to see everything, but it's so much cooler when you walk in and it's dark. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah. still, you want to go and hit everything. So you probably have to go when it opens. Yeah. If you're going to do 10 houses. Probably so. We'll see. <laughs> we got to figure out when we're going to go. But yeah, exactly when. Yeah. I'll probably well, go one go. day and then let you know. Uh, yeah. how it is and then, Wednesday or Thursday, you just yeah. pick out the hits that's what yeah. I always do like for the, the yeah. first time it's like we're not going to do 10 let's pick 5 yeah. let's just hit the the best ones because there's going to be a couple that you're like Meh, I don't care to do that ever again yeah last year that was the uh, hive house for me yeah. yeah I feel like last year for me yeah I don't think I did hive more than once I really did not like that one no um, there was one other uh, uh I think the no the, the Exorcist year was that I did that one once and I was like yeah I'm good yeah uh, not out of I thought it was amazing but it just was I went through that one time and that was the only like house I'm like yeah no thank you yeah uh, Hive yeah I wasn't a I, yeah. I remember it yeah it was not it was not things that I like to put in my brain yeah uh, <laughs> and then this year though so far all the announcements I'm 
sorry, my voice cracked. It's getting late. Uh, I am excited about so far everything they've announced. So um, yeah, me too. Uh, I'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a cool year. So it's getting late, like you said. So we want to wrap. One more thing I wanted to ask you. About. Like Logan's voice squeaked. That's the end. We're yeah. wrapping up. <laughs> we're, we're about approaching our mark. Uh, but yeah. I know that you know this is going way back. That you were an intern at Nickelodeon. Yeah. I wanted to get your thoughts on the return of Double Dare. Okay, sure. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. I, I DVR'd it tonight. Um, I am uh, obviously a huge fan. I did work in Nickelodeon, but in two thousand and three um in 2004 i worked on a show that was actually a spinoff of double dare uh, called slime time live which is the show that was reintroducing double dare back in 2000 when they did the first reboot yeah uh, and that show outlasted double dare hmm. and then i worked uh later on like the next couple months in new york for a show called you pick live which was essentially the same thing that w- when nick decided to go no mess no slime nothing I'm very glad to see them returning to some mess. I think it's it's well needed. Um, I'm very happy for Double Dare. I was at Nickelodeon at the time when the studios in Florida closed down, so I have some of the original props from Double Dare um, because they were literally just throwing stuff out, and I was the only person there who cared. Like, I feel like a lot of people were like, I'm not taking any of this stuff. And I was like, <laughs> I'm taking the nose. It's going home with you guys. <laughs> so it's in storage somewhere. It's nice. just disgusting. Uh, and I have a couple things from the original show, so I'm I'm very excited as a fan to see them uh, revisit it. I'm not going to say I'm going to tune in like every yeah. episode, yeah. Uh, but you know it's cool. I think there's that that full nostalgia wave that's happening right now, and part of me loves it, and part of me is a little like disheartened by it, but part of me really does love it. Uh, I know they're doing a Keenan versus Kel family wow. one that's coming up wow. on Double Dare, and that one I will tune in. <laughs> yeah, I will be there. I'll, I will be there for that. I would go. And I know some of the people that work on it, there's part of me that's like, just tell me when you're shooting that one. I want to go see that. <laughs> but uh, it will be a pretty cool cool thing. And I'm glad. I think uh, Nick maybe has been hesitant, and you definitely see it at Disney. Um, the only thing they really did was Girl Meets World, where you're a little, they're a little hesitant to sort of uh, own up to their age. When I worked there, uh, it was the 25th anniversary of Nickelodeon. And in the last minute, we were not allowed to say 25 because they thought kids would think that's old. So it became <laughs> Nick's big birthday. So I'm glad they realized that like there is an audience for what they created and uh, what will come after that. Uh, you know, To plug another friend of mine's project, um, when I was there, I really fell in love with the Fairly Odd Parents, which show that was post my time as a kid. But uh, I thought I was like, this show is brilliant. And over the years, I've become friends with Butch Hartman, who created that show. He's also created Danny Phantom, which was awesome. And he created, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, Tough Puppy. And later on, uh, Budson is a Beast, which came out last year. Uh, He's just launched. And this, I'm not have anything to do with it other than I hope to create content for it. And we've been talking back and forth. He created a Kickstarter that's live right now called Oaxis. It's O-A-X-I-S. It's Oasis and Axis put together. And it's essentially a clean very positive, uh, you know, not really content focused on negative family uh, version of Netflix kind of thing, but also with a mix of YouTube uh, that will be hopefully launching next year. And I know that they have their Kickstarter right now. I'm a backer because um, I think he's touching something that I think a lot of us need. And where Double Dare, I think, is is part of that, which is uh, be able to sit down with your kids and, and watch something that's fun for everybody, not just fun for the kid or fun for the adult and tolerable. And it's some of what we're doing at Dojo Pro. Let's create something that's fun for everyone to watch. And what I really like that he pitched, which is the problem I have with the WWE actually is it's a TV PG product, but the advertisement around it is not. So you have these like horror movies and and rated R movies that surround this kid's show essentially. Uh, So I'm glad that there's this new alternative that hopefully will be coming out next year from people that I love. So uh, just a free plug to them. Uh, And we're back. Yeah, the blackout <laughs> of 2018. Yeah, wow. where were you? I uh, <laughs> <where were> you? <laughs> was recording a podcast. Yeah, I never thought would happen. Boom, no wow. power. No power. At midnight. Unbelievable. Theoretically, it would be like a good time to have a temporary power outage because you should be asleep. But instead, <laughs> you're talking to me yeah. on a work night, as they'd say. And uh, now I'm outside walking my dog because uh, <laughs> she was mad at me. That I was talking this long. So if uh, you hear the crickets in the background, welcome to Tennessee. There we there go. You. Well, we can, yeah, we can wrap it up. Um, 
We did. We did while we were waiting. We we uh, went on Amazon Prime and just searched Dojo Pro, and uh, some weird anime popped up. So oh yeah, Library Wars. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. you guys watch Library Wars. <laughs> it's available now. Uh, I had nothing to do with it, uh, but I will tell you that like even Bart um, Scott, who I do BLT with, I was with him tonight, and he was like, "We should just call you know like The Empire Strikes Back with Blue Harvest. Ours is gonna. Uh, we're just gonna call next season Library Wars." <laughs> Uh, so nice. it has intrigued me, uh, but hopefully, uh, by the time you're hearing this, you'll be able to search Dojo Pro and it'll show up. And if it doesn't go to dojopro.co.co, cause it's fun to say dojopro.co and, uh, you'll be able to, um, just find the link directly to watch it. If you are in the States or you're in the UK, and if you're an international listener to I'm geek to know that, uh, coming soon, there'll be options for you hey. as well. We do have listeners in Japan, so you never know. Yeah, they, yeah that sounds great. Uh, and we will have Japan. The reason we're actually not launching yet in Japan <laughs> is there are some uh, – one, we're working with Sunny to, to work out the best deal. But also uh, there are laws, and it's the same in Germany as well, that if you – and I know this from as dreamers do – that if you don't release it in the native language, uh, uh, then you can't release. So if uh, you can't like, – like Amazon will not allow me as a, as a distributor – uh, of content or producer of content to release my show in Japan until I've had it dubbed. So um, there are reasons, there are ways around that, and there are other options we can do it, but we just haven't done that yet, mainly because I want to work with a team that makes sure the quality control is there. Because, I mean, I don't speak Japanese, so for me to know if the commentary is any good, <laughs> uh, it's very difficult. You know, it's yeah. just not my native language. So I'll just be like, oh, this sounds great. And it could be the worst thing you've ever heard uh if you're in japan and, and that's the way you want to watch the show so i hopefully will be getting together a, a cool commentary team or at least uh, a single man booth probably uh for japan and we're working on that now cool. yeah so fun facts to wrap up this uh, <laughs> this late evening if you're ever so that's like my uh you know if you're like mentoring someone in production it's like all right here's what you need to know if you want to distribute your content to japan there you go. Make sure you budget in Japanese dubbing. <laughs> <laughs> and German dubbing if you want it to be released in Germany. If it's if it's German dubbing though, do you have to like have a German announce table that they break somewhere sometimes? Of course, of course. Uh, <laughs> what I like with uh the Germany like we have a, a German version of as dreamers do, is I'm pretty sure whoever like it's like two guys doing the whole movie. Like I, I want <laughs> wish I could see them do it because I love listening to it because it's like it's like a, one kid that I feel like does multiple voices or just a guy going like, hello. And then <laughs> uh, like, who the Walt Disney? And then there's all these like grown men. But I feel like it's one dude when you listen to it, who's just like doing a different voice. And they like hired one guy to dub the whole thing. Uh, it still blows my mind that somebody like took something we made and did that. I didn't like pay for them to do it. Like a distributor wow. had it done. Like that's wild to me, but I wish I could have been there for it. Cause I would have like loved to sat in that session <laughs> <laughs> so go watch it and put it in german and then english subtitles and then it'll be better there yeah. we go <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh well cool we'll let, we'll um thank you again I'm, I'm all flustered now from the whole power outage and yeah, it's, and it's midnight here it's 1 a.m there it's getting so. hot no, he's in Nashville. He's, he's in the same time year. zone. Oh, Come that's on, right. Duh. I'm I can't, good, man. I can't. See, I'm used <laughs> I'm to being good. in East Tennessee. And, uh, yeah. We're just as close as you can get to being in Eastern without being it, which means yeah, it gets dark earlier uh, right. than it probably should. So, yeah. you know, I could I could be in Eastern in about 80 minutes and uh, or less by the time we get to Chattanooga. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, we, we're rocking the central time zone here. So I'm all good, man. It's midnight. My family is away. So I... Nice. I was able to book these late night interviews and not, uh, I won't regret it, you know, at five o'clock in the morning when right. my kids will wake up. Yeah. So. There you go. I, <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys. I was going to say Ryan night. will though. Yeah, he'll be <laughs> Ryan up. will regret it, but he'll be re up all night. So it's fine. That's yeah. just what happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank and, you. Uh, that, yeah. Thank you yeah. again. And then if you ever need anything from us at Iron Geek, you let us know. Cause we're here to help no, guys. I appreciate you. Come, let me come on and, and talk about all the nonsense we did, all the good stuff we did, and then all the professional wrestling. And uh, again, I, I couldn't thank you guys enough for letting me come on and and uh, hopefully share uh, this show that I directed and, and showcase some really cool and interesting television for uh, for your audience. So yeah, well, let me know really if you cool. heard about us here on the show. I look forward to to seeing the response. But thank you guys. Cool. Again, check out DojoPro.co 
Mm-hmm. And it's fun make, to say, isn't it? Yeah, it is fun to say. Uh-huh. Will, there, will there be t-shirts? Will there be t- t-shirts? Uh, yes, there are actually t-shirts available now oh, if you go to dojopro.com. Uh, they're they're um, sold through Pro Wrestling Tees, which is kind of the number one provider of wrestling merchandise. So if you're a wrestling fan, there's a good chance you already have an account with them. Same like we do with Amazon. Uh, there are three shirts available right now. There's a logo tee on a uh, ice gray. There is a, which is what I have. There's one on black. And there's one with just our, um, part of our logo is in uh, Japanese. And it's just the Japanese emblem, uh, which is what our refs wear. But it's uh, big and on the chest. It's cool. Uh, and we will have some coming out for specific wrestlers and things later um, in the year. But uh, we don't want to spoil anything. So yeah, go enjoy it first. Sweet. Well, thank you again. Have fun walking your dog. And, I am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and this has been episode 62 of I Am Geek, and we will catch you next week. Good night, everybody. 